0: With the final whistle, you can see just everybody at the end of the, the final in 88. We've done it, we've done it, we've done it, we've done the double, that's it. It's just, it's just pff, remarkable, you know, brilliant.
1: Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast, Derek White shares his memories of a dramatic title win at Love Street in 1986.
0: It wasn't any phones back then, it was radios. So everybody's listening to the radio, Get, getting the news coming back, getting you know. What a day.
1: And Derek reflects on the iconic double-winning centenary season in 1988. Hello and welcome to the official Celtic FC podcast. I'm Matt Campbell and I'm going to be hosting today's episode. I'm joined today by a man who made almost 300 appearances in the hoops lifting two Scottish Cups and two league titles, including one of the most celebrated league titles in the history of Celtic Football Club back in 1988. I'm delighted to welcome Derek White to today's show. Derek, welcome to the podcast. First of all, how are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Matthew. Um, yeah, was a talk, I listened to you talk in there and that seems so long ago, to be honest. Um, yeah, great times with Celtic, played a lot of games around. them. Great memories. Unbelievable memories, and you know, wouldn't, wouldn't change the, my, my life for or playing for Glasgow Celtic. Tell
1: you that. Absolutely. Well, we're obviously going to dig into some of these, um, some of your memories, and some of the great achievements that you sort of racked up through your time playing um, for Celtic, because you're involved in, you know, some real exciting seasons some really exciting games one-off matches cup games and so on so when you look back on it yourself you know when i was looking back and reading into it you're looking at things like you know winning the league at love street in 1986 sealing the double in the centenary season of course winning the scottish cup again in 1989 you know some really iconic moments and so we're, we're going to dig into that but before we sort of talk about that your football uh k- career and so on. I I uh, understand that you're not uh living in Scotland anymore, you're over in, no. in Dubai, is that right?
0: I um when did I come over? Uh, I actually went over here Celtic in nineteen eighty six. I think it was around about December time it was called the British Cup. That was my first time ever in Dubai. I was about seventeen. Um it was us against Liverpool and at the time it was called the British Cup. It was around about just before Christmas. I think the club obviously got a bit of money for doing you know, doing doing the game, uh, and the British Cup was uh, us against Liverpool, and then was the manager, my hero, uh, was the manager, player manager for Liverpool at the time. So we flew over, the the game against Liverpool, um, and that was my first, uh, sort of first time in Dubai. And then I came back over a friend of mine for I was brought up, coming old, lived in the same street as me, a guy Ray Hogan. Um, I'd just been sacked with this in about 2004, and I was thinking, what am I going to do with my life now? And he said come over to Dubai. So he he actually organised an over-35 Ranger Celtic game. Like Gaza and that were playing in it and John Collins and all these. So, so I helped him get the players in. So after that, long story short, I, I, I came over and uh, within about three or four days I was working on the TV doing the Champions League and the Premier League to people in this region and had a three-year contract. Incredible how your life just
1: changes. Fantastic. And I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you enjoy life over there. Uh, a
0: bit of warmer weather. A bit warmer as <laughs> <laughs> so I was back. Uh, my parents are a bit old now. My old man's 80 and my mum's 79, so I was back seeing them in September. Right. Thankfully a good couple of days when I was there, but the last couple of days was a bit cold. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying my, enjoy my time working with a good company now is, uh, as well. Sorry. Um, again, with it. we're both Celtic and Rangers fans, and, and the company I work in in Dubai now. Uh, no, yeah.
1: it's, it's good, good job here. Excellent. Well, we're obviously delighted that you're joining us um, on today's uh, podcast. So let's get into it. Let's get a little chat about your career uh, with Celtic. But bef- you know, before before that, I'm assuming you, you you grew up as a Celtic supporter. So yeah, it was always your ambition to you know become a, Celt- a player and a football player and play for Celtic.
0: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I, oh yes, it was. But I, I didn't really go to many games because when I was playing, we played with school in the morning. You played in the afternoon, the Saturday. So in the morning, in the afternoon, the Sunday you'd be playing. So I didn't really get any chance to go to the games. I think the first game I must have been about, I think it was six or seven or something. Like that. Um, and it, it was actually went to. It was actually for Hull, where I ended up managing year, later on in my career. Um, and Celtic were playing in for Um and that's all I can remember about it. I just remember. That was my first game um but then see even up until i was, I was playing like week every week we were playing like three games at the weekend and all that stuff and i got spotted by a guy called graham livingston um who at the time was working i think it was holy cross uh, school in hamilton and he spotted us KBC a game and he said oh, i might get a chance to go to get a trial with celtic I Went, well um, and so I was 13 at the time, I was only there a couple of weeks and I got signed up was it on an S form at the time and, and there was, that day times were amazing, it was at Helen and so I remember the AstroTuff was, was just out at the time and it, I mean we actually had Bobby Lennox and Jimmy Johnson training us, Do you know what I mean, you're just like it was just, but, look, when I think back, what an experience, eh unbelievable
1: That must have been incredible, you know, especially being you know, such a young footballer um, just sort of breaking into the game and obviously, like you say, growing up a Celtic supporter, you're aware of who these great legends like Bobby yeah. and Jinky, you're aware of who they are and what they've achieved. So yeah. you must have taken so much from just even being around them.
0: I, well, I used to even learn stuff and training from them, you know, the, the, the way that, you know, they handle themselves with the ball and their passing, their concentration. And they're, they're fantastic guys as well. Um, so from, from then, then on, um, so I was, well, was 13 and I signed, just just before I was 16, um, uh, Big Billy was the manager at the time, um, so I, signed, I actually signed with Billy, um, sorry, I, I signed with Billy as an S form and then I signed Billy, obviously Billy left and Davy came in and then I got the opportunity to get in the first team with Davy, to be honest, and uh, it all went from there.
1: So Derek, reading the um... The story of your career and the wonderful achievements that you were involved in and and let's be honest here these are achievements which they are iconic in the history of our club but they're iconic in the history of of scottish football uk european football as well you know we spoke earlier a little bit about love street and the centenary season all of these things are happening but the thing that struck me is that you're so young uh, when these things are happening you made your debut when you were only 17 years old is that correct
0: I 17 years, 17. Uh, it was 22nd of February, 1986. I remember it. Um, the week before, I was on the bench against Queens Park. Uh, David He was the manager. Me and Tony Shepherd. And uh, Tony got on. I uh, didn't. Uh, I was raging. Did <laughs> he on? Um, and then the next week, um, Mark uh, Smith was the throwback at left back at the time. He was injured, so that's when I get my chance uh, against Hearts. And actually, was playing up against John Cahoon, who I knew obviously. Just Celtic when I, you know, when I was in the ground staff and all that back in the day. Um, so I knew uh, John and uh, said, so David just introduced me. or said to me before when we were it at Seville, it was only just before we well, jumped on the bus. He says, "What well, you're playing today?" And I'm like, I couldn't, couldn't believe it, you know. Uh, so excited, nervous, the whole, all the emotions. But when I look back for, as you're talking for the young, very young age, you know, the things I did. I was so young I think people, sort of forget when I left Celtic. Selk- when i was about 23 that i actually i was still young you know because i've yeah. been hanging i've I'd be, I'd been about for a while and um, but the, that was uh that was just the most amazing day um actually yeah. at the start of the game the mm-hmm. hearts game actually smashed john go put him up there and i was only about three minutes in. i thought no oh, i can I sure i can't get enough in my in my, <laughs> in my debut you know but uh no it just and you know, continued on for there we won the league at you was there any you know that day david Hayes just told you that you're
1: that you're um you're going to be starting. Davey as well, you know, we're talking about Bobby Lennox and Jimmy Johnston, Billy McNeil, you know, huge names. I mean, Davey is well in that category as well. I've been oh, a club icon. um He's got a kind of hard demeanor. I think Davey Hay as well, you know, uh, sort a of steely-eyed. But when he pulls you aside, tells you that you're going to be pulling on the hoops and making your debut for the
0: first time. Was there nerves, excitement? What were the emotions? That's what I keep saying. I keep thinking, how in the hell did I be able to do that at such a young age? But I think maybe when you're younger, you just, I don't know, you obviously care, but you just, you don't think, feel, maybe when you get a wee bit older, you start feeling the pressures of playing such a big club, you know. Um, but I, was just, I was just so excited. I wanted the game to happen. The game, when you come quick enough, as I say, they get booked after about three minutes or whatever, five minutes where I was, and then I settled down in the game, and I had a decent enough game, um, and I just continued after that. And the guys I'm playing with, Paul McStay, Danny was there, Roy, like everybody was guiding me anyway. So it's, it, yeah. it was just, just, it was just like something. Looking back, it was like a dream, you know. It was, it was
1: incredible. What a day! It's, it's, it's always wonderful. I always love to hear, you know, stories from ex-players about certainly about that sort of initial phase of breaking into the team and 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 breaking into a squad. Quite often, you know, young players will come in at a time where maybe there isn't a lot of pressure or, you know, it's it's an opportune moment for a young player to come in and make their debut. I, I would I would think that reflecting on your career, you would look at the moment that you make your debut and the sort of scenario that you come into, and there's a lot of pressure because of course we're up against a, a rampant hearts side that season. Yeah. Um and, and look into it, the 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 story of that season is quite incredible you come in make your debut in february 1986 you play every every game then to the, the end of the season I, yeah. um, in terms of sealing that that league title which of course we're going to talk about in a few minutes at love street obviously we go on we are on a 16 game unbeaten run you know it's quite extraordinary yeah. You, you mentioned some of those names there that were in amongst the team at that time, single a few of those players out, you, who, who, were the, who were the really special players to be around and, and what were they like to share a dressing room
0: with? Uh, just Again, it's what an education it was with these guys, I mean even going in the dressing room, obviously I was nervous at first went in, but they, they obviously, you know, they, they're older, they, they get me involved, that's the main thing, and you get accepted, that's that's the that's key thing. You know, you don't go big because 'cause they'll shoot you down or they'll, yeah. they'll give you a punch. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was old school there, and you just had to very uh, uh, keep your feet in the ground with them. Um, but do you know what I mean? Danny, Danny was arguably one of the best players I've ever seen in my life, best right back ever. Um, big Roy, Paul, Paul's still young. Paul's only a couple of years older than me, maybe two or three years older than me still. Uh, Tommy, obviously, was it was great in the in the in there. Tommy Bonds TV packy. Um, Brian McLeary, the guys, the guys which is playing with us, um, you know, they just for that run to the end of '86 and you see it was a difficult circumstance. hearts were flying at the time. We didn't lose a game um, to the end of the season. Um, it was tough, but what, what a day! I just, I was, people still yeah. talk about it here, here in Dubai. Like, there was a, lot, a supporters' club over here, the Dubai Hoops. Guys still talk about when I meet them, and um, people still talk about it in and history of the club,
1: you know. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to chat about it. It's, um, you know, quite often we'll chat about, you know, big moments or whatever through this podcast and on different episodes. Yeah. It's, it's the one game that I, uh, you, you, you know, the question always comes up, you know, to Celtic supporters in terms of, uh the dogs are barking there as well, eh? It's my dog <laughs> at the back, eh? To, <laughs> to get, try to get involved in the podcast uh, as well. Uh, Maybe they were at Love Street in 1986.
0: Uh, yeah. The <laughs> well, dog's tiny as well as a loud
1: dog. Mm. I was going to say, you know, it's one of those games that you say if I could go back to one game, and it couldn't, and it's another European Cup final in '67, then it might very well be a 1986 at Love Street. But before we get to that, um that game. In the lead up to the end of the season, you obviously also get your first taste of a of a derby match um, at Eyebrooks, an absolutely yeah. crazy four each match at Ibrox, Um and The weather was thinking?
0: horrendous but, as well. Uh, the, the weather right. was a, what, horrendous. What a game that was! I mean, the goals that Murdo scored, be Murdo and Tommy. just what, what a game! It end to end. What a, I mean, my first ever Celtic oh, like Rangers game recently, and then you go, just, you just couldn't make it up. And he was bang for what a game it was on the day. Um, one year as a grown-up, as a kid, you watched on the cup finals. there you were know, have rivals all the time. Watched and you know the history of all, all the whole thing, and just to be involved in that, and just being in the in the in the dressing room before it, in the away dressing room, and the not then hear the noise outside, and just just ah oh, terrified there was the butterfly, but uh, not, not terrified, terrible right? in a good way. The butterflies are going, and I like that. That's when you're really up for it, you know. Uh, uh-huh. and I just want to do your best in the game,
1: it was, it was incredible. It must have been extraordinary, but I mean, I suppose at moments like that, you look around you and, you know, we're talking about big names like Danny and Paul McStay and stuff like you look to guys like that, I guess, in moments like that, um, to sort of galvanise you as a, as, a, as a team, and that's yeah, sort of its importance, I guess.
0: Danny was always very calm and he was obviously getting loads of advice in the games and even even that season Danny would do a lot of personal training with me, you know what I mean? Like working my pass and my head and my positioning, and where I'm in the pitch and all that. Danny was brilliant with me, absolutely fantastic. And learning from him, he was the best there, so he's, he was great like that. Um but just just incredible memories. I mean, there's just so many things that's got flashing back now when you talk about it. Um well, Jimmy Steele was the my sewer at the time, Jimmy. Steely was at this and I also remember the conference the head because uh, Kid had scored up at Dundee and the boys are telling us you know, what the score is you know, and they're scored and everything, you know. Uh, Brian Scott, the physio at the time was in the bench and everybody was to, like, the whole place was bouncing, do you know what I mean? And, uh, there wasn't any phones back then, it was radios, so everybody's listening to the radio, get, getting the news coming back from Dens Park, you know.
1: What a day. It's, uh, it's one of those, like we're saying, days that it's enshrined, and the sort of history of the of the club. You're obviously talking there about the sort of feelings, emotions as the game progresses and the noise coming through from the crowd as as, as word comes through that, that Dundee are obviously beating hearts. But take us back to the, 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 I guess, pre-match on the final day of the season, 1986. We, we obviously yeah. know what needs to be done and we know that we basically need favours from from Dundee. Mm-hmm. Was, was there still confidence in the group that we could go on and become the champions?
0: I oh, obviously there was. I mean, we had great players, eh? and uh, we showed that, and especially the first half of the game, um, so dominant. Um, I think, I also remember when we arrived at Love Street at the time, David didn't say much, actually. David didn't say much, full we'll stop. But anyway, he was quite a, you know, just give you a look, or he would wee, wee chat before the game. What he did was he actually put something up. I think it was one hell of the paper cut out, to for the paper, but they Rekker, the son or something at the time and he put up in the dressing room on the wall. He must, so we was, he was in the first and he put up. The boys were out on the pitch and he put it up. When we came back in, he put it up on the wall. And he basically saying that it was Hart's title, blah, 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 and he just went, look at that, everybody's saying the Harts are going to win it. And my boys obviously read it. And then I think that was another motivational thing. He didn't have to say much. We knew it was at stake. Um, and yeah. with him just putting that paper, saying that, his heart's title, you know, that it was Hart's title, that just galvanised the boys and yeah, we had happy days that day. And you know, it was just, it was just a,
1: we went on and won it. Yeah. I mean, it must have been obviously I've seen everybody's seen the the, the very special team goal that that we scored that day. It's one of the <laughs> finest goals that we've ever scored, basically. Um, yeah. word obviously comes through that, that that Dundee are winning. When that full-time whistle goes, describe your emotions because I I look back almost with envy. I would love to experience a moment like that when against Basically against everybody's sort of, um, I guess, better thinking or, or against the odds, we yeah. go and win the title. What, what was it like at full time?
0: To be honest, it was it was like a, it was almost like a kind of movie. Do you know one of these movies that you, you see and then the, the team wins it at the end and all that, against all odds and all that stuff? Yeah. I just, just the emotions at this, just at the end, I just you know, obviously g- g- greeting and you're emotional and you just can't believe it. it just. The boys were just we, all the guys are getting together, but then, oh when it, everybody piles onto the pitch back then. I do remember we're all running down the tunnel, everybody getting in because everybody flooded onto the pitch. Fans are buzzing, um, and it calmed down a bit, and then we eventually get back out to go and uh, see the fans and all that. But uh, something there's something that will remain in my, my memory forever. It was just yeah. the weather, the weather was crap as well. But it didn't matter, it just it was just a great day, you know, and just just. Boys, yeah. I could just I almost remember it, and say so, you know, everybody was neat bones in it. Was, it was radio stuff, and listen to the radios, and just everybody was absolutely buzzing. You know, it was just fantastic. Yeah,
1: I could. It's um, it certainly. It's one of those stories and one of those games that whenever we speak about it, I don't know, it always seems to put a smile, even I wasn't there. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know that would yeah. be there, but. You yeah. feel like you were there. It's such a, it's enshrined in the the story of the club. And again, for you, you you're only that's only a few months on from, from you breaking into the team. It must have felt like an absolute dream
0: that you were that you were living in. Uh, it was and obviously getting a medal at such a young age and a league medal as well, which is, which which what well, you play, you want to win things. Um, that was that was massive for me. Just to, again, I'm just look back and I go, was that actually me? Do you know what I mean? Because it was just it's such a lot of fairy tale ending to, the, to the, yeah. the league season, you know, and when we've done it, We're just amazing, what a feeling. I kind, of, kind of describe how excited you were and just the running off the pitch, and you know, the fans are piling on and you just, what a buzz that is, you know, it's brilliant. Absolutely, it's like, a, you you,
1: it's, you love the dream basically in that moment. That's, I, that's, that's the yeah, it is. yeah, no matter
0: um, what happens in my life, I've done it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, totally right and it's, it's, a, it's just such a wonderful moment. It's a wonderful way to look at it as well, it's as if, I've done that. You know, if nothing else, if nothing else comes my way, I've got I've got that. But of course, uh, the good times were just around the corner again, and we're going to sort of jump on basically a wee bit here, just just moving on a season, sure, because um, we're going to talk about basically one of the most exciting seasons in the history uh, of the club, and one of the most important seasons in Celtic's history as well, which is of course the centenary season, nineteen eighty seven eighty eight. Uh, season. So obviously, to set the scene, of course, Billy McNeil is back in as uh, the Celtic manager. And needless to say, like I say, it's this interior year. But there's a lot of pressure going into it. Um, I don't think it, I think it's fair to say that we weren't favourites to win basically anything that season. But of course, come the end of the season, we were the double winners, which is quite is quite something. Describe the feelings at the, at the beginning of that season. Was there a lot of pressure going in?
0: I think it was a lot of pressure at the start. So you know, obviously Davy had just left and Billy McNeil came back. And, and Billy at the start obviously right away just laid on the line. We knew what was happening. Rangers were pretty dominant at that time. Um spending a lot of money, um, as well know. Um, but Billy recruited well. I mean Billy Stark was a fantastic player for so Maca, um, big Mac McCarthy, you know, Davy brought him in, but it just where the see back i was looking as well that back back then the squad about eighteen now the, now the teams have got what twenty five players a bit more than that, um so yeah we were a, we were a good close tight knit bunch of boys um and we just we just run away with the whole some great memories of that season and we all knew the, the importance of a centenary and in a way it's an iconic team I know that and you, again you you never be forgotten that you've been part of that that team still, even here, and everywhere
1: I go, people still talk about that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's it's one of the great victories, great triumphs in the the history of the of the club. There's 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 no getting away from it. It's it's, it's yeah. quite a it's quite a glorious season. You were saying you're quite a tight knit um, bunch there, but obviously going to chat about the football as well. Yeah, but yeah. it's something that's maybe you know. Maybe interesting to me. Maybe tells you a bit about my character potentially. But was there a sort of social aspect to that squad? Would you be going out together after matches and so on?
0: Aye, <laughs> aye, very, very <laughs> much so. Aye. Um. Yeah, Roy was Roy was the captain at the time, and he was very good at that. Especially the Christmas, um, uh, you know, the Christmas parties and stuff like that. He used to organised all that stuff. Quite incredible. On the Christmas party, we actually did a believe it or not. We did a conga the whole way around George's Square, but we were on fancy dress, so, ne- so nobody noticed us. There was no phones in, so there's no phones. So so we did, we did that. Um, we'd go, but we, we, I mean, we, we knew when not to. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't as if we were out drinking every night. We weren't. We were a good. A good. Uh, the, the boys were great, and over the piece of the season, um, I think we went a trip. We uh, went over to Spain as well for one. I uh, had a few nights with them. That was like, you know, Billy was good at that. but Billy was great at that. Um, but overall, great bunch of guys. Very tight knit. Run by mainly all of the social stuff was. Well. And Roy, Roy he doesn't even drink. You know, Roy's never been a drinker. not never a drinker. But he organised a lot of the stuff for the boys to go out. Um, and yes, and so we were, we're still close now. Still messaging guys. You know, now even all these years ago. Um, you know, Anton was still in touch with Anton. Only ones that have known really hit for, for well is Chris Morris, but Roy Promic stays, and they still still got a message for guys all the time. Brian McClay was over here last year, Grant he was here, so yeah, now they were really tight knit boys.
1: That's uh, it's fantastic, and it's always it's always nice to hear as well that you know such an iconic team, because you know that's the whole yeah. thing when people reflect on the Lisbon Lions and how tight knit that group was, you know, yeah. and obviously. There's a, a a good number of the guys have passed on now, but the guys who are still here with us are still close. Yeah. It's always wonderful to hear that. Of course, Billy McNeil as manager, what, what was he like? I mean, obviously, he's such a such a huge figure, and well, I guess in the sport of football, you know, we're talking about a man whose stature is, is massive at Celtic, but it's massive yeah. across world football because of what he achieved and who he is, um, yeah. and the, and the story of of European football, what was he like as as the gaffer?
0: Uh, no, no, he was what, a great guy, um, good manager, great manager, um, but as you say, he, as soon as he walked into a room, Big Billy had a presence, didn't he? he was, I mean, the height of him, the size of him, you just total respect for him, um, but he he was great with the boys. Um, I also remember the pre-season, the start of 87, Tommy Craig, who was his assistant, came in, and uh, looking at the, um, Billy was involved in the training with him all every day. And you look at the modern day football, pressing teams and all that. We weren't doing that back then. It's no new. That was Tommy Craig, you know, closing people down and all that stuff. Um, but now Billy was what a man. Um, one, obviously, the best Celtic player, and then the, ever. Um, what, he's, what he's done for the club, He was it was great. And he was just, I mean, he, even when things were. You know, if the things when to go late, he was always very encouraging to
1: the players, we can, we can do this, guys. But, you know, it was great. It was really good. Yeah, uh, it's it's um it's always wonderful to hear and you know people reflecting who were there, who were in the sort of in the moment, in the heat of battle alongside them, yeah. which of course you guys were. Looking to that centenary season again, you know, I know we keep coming back to it, but it is so relevant to the to to the story of of your time at Celtic. You're still very young at the time, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even think mm-hmm. would you
0: been twenty 19, old? Nineteen. No, years old. I was nineteen. Nineteen. I well, actually won quite a lot for most stuff before I was twenty. Um, yeah. We it, and it was remarkable. But no, there was just again, it was a great learning because playing with great players, Marker came in, Seve so Joe uh, Miller came in to to the side. Um, great, just great guys, great people, good footballers. We had a terrific, say, just a tight knit group, and every game we I mean, there's a lot of games we were really late on, I and mean, we would get, we get a result. We always knew, just keep going, we'll just keep going. Roy would be driving us, you know, just keep going and going, and we eventually would score, and you know, that was it was just an incredible season. Um, Scottish Cup final as well. I mean, when there was also obviously Dundee, um, I think the Celtic board at the time said there was 20, 20 people there. There's about a million people in the stadium at the time. <laughs> It was rammed. Um, that's the
1: game where everybody's standing around the track, round track, the track and all aye,
0: that. Aye, <laughs> so the, the the club at the time said it was uh, it was a like, oh, thousand What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so but that was a fun, unbelievable day. Um and then on to the cup final and eighty eight, um oh, just brilliant. Macker's goal right at the end. That just summed us up that season, you know. I've just we, we we had done the
1: same in the um, in the semi final against Hearts. Right. You know Is the it? late goals. McGee, yeah. to be a, yeah. a feature of that team, just the the character and we, yeah. was, was that where does that because also, well, we'll talk about the cup final and what a wonderful what a wonderful achievement. Typically Celtic, you know we don't we love a bit of drama, so it's 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 typical. <laughs> but you know we. At that season, we go on a twenty-six match unbeaten run. We were talking earlier about the sixteen games unbeaten in eighty-six. That's a twenty-six un, uh, match unbeaten run in the eighty-seven, eighty-eight season. I don't see under that pressure and and knowing how big that season is, how difficult is it to maintain that standard and maintain those results every week? I, I think it,
0: I mean, it's difficult because it, it's not an easy league, you know. Um, but we had, once you get into that run of of winning, we, we, which we did, and Roy would keep us on top of it, you know, on top of the games. We were fortunate we didn't have any major injuries over the season because we had a small squad. I think it was 18 or something. The guys like Lex Bailey and the outside going, Ars Deacon kind of hovering, and there were guys running about hovering in front of the, 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 the outsides of the team. Um, but we, it was mainly at the start of my living. We, we, we played so many games, and thankfully there was no main in, major injuries. I thought Billy Start was a great signing for us. He was in the latter parts of his career. I thought he was outstanding. What a player he was. Um, and just the 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 happiness of uh, the, with the final whistle, you can see just everybody at the end of the, the final eighty-eight. We've done, it, we've done it, We've done it. We've done the double. That's it. just remarkable. You know, brilliant.
1: Well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll 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 come to that now. Then obviously we're already the champions at that point um, we've sealed the league as we've spoken about that uh, match against Dundee at Celtic Park when probably the, the population of Glasgow are <laughs> the same numbers uh, managed to... There's only there,
0: told
1: you that <laughs> uh, That's right, of course <laughs> there's a lot of cutouts and photographs of supporters that were us stacked in the picture. Um but of course we get to the final great drama against Hearts in the semi-final obviously, yeah. we get to the final against uh, Dundee United uh, Again, a very good Dundee United side, of course. They were, they were really quite a strong side, um, certainly at that that period. They go 1-0 up in the in the final. When they went 1-0 up, I mean, we, we're obviously, we had such a wonderful season and late drama is something obviously you and a lot of that team would have been used to yeah. uh, through the season. We've spoke about 1986 as well, the late drama that day. When we go 1-0 down in the cup final, I, I guess is the message just just continue, just keep searching for the for the equaliser.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was my first Scottish Cup final, um, and obviously Kevin Gallagher scored the first half, and it was just in hour, and the guys just had us, We just need to keep playing, playing. We always, I think, we always kind of knew we'd get maybe get something back, and if we got a goal, then we got a chance of winning the game. They had a good, they had a good team today. They did David Nairi, Paul Hegarty, Morris Malpass, Kevin Gallagher, They had a really good team. Um, it was a tough cup final, um, but we we just did too much for them in the end. Maca is um, uh, celebrating these goals. I just uh, nah, we were we were I think it was just something within the team the whole time. We never we never gave up. Never. There's no no I can't remember any time we actually was there with that side that we let anybody get their head down. They were all just kind of let's go and and so get driven by Roy. And, you know, no I think uh, we we just never gave up in anything.
1: Yeah, I mean it's
0: it's just such
1: wonderful, wonderful scenes when McAvaney obviously scores, uh, scores equaliser, but of course scores the the goal right at the at the end to win it. So it's just some wonderful scenes in the Celtic end at the full time whistle. Obviously, there's a famous interview on the pitch, Tommy Burns, when he says of the Celtic supporters, they're there oh, yeah. and they're always they're they're there. There. Oh, there. Yeah, I love that. How, how, how much? How much of a factor? For, for the support throughout that centenary season, you know, driving the team on?
0: Uh, quite remarkable. I've got so a couple of pictures, pictures I've got in the house somewhere, two of my mates, and they're in fancy dress with the green, white and gold on, and they're, they're up, and they're, they're <laughs> with the hats and everything on, right? There's a, there's a, the actual, actually, we watch the game, the cameras on them for a bit, the stops were, it's my mates, and they sure. stop, and then you go in, but they're just uh, not nah, remarkable, and his telling me, bang on, so they're up. They're there and they're always there, and just he was. I could see that. That's Tommy. That's what I loved about Tommy. He was so passionate about the team and emotional that day. And he knew he because I remember him talking to me before the game. Just you know, just play your game. Don't be too do you know. You will know, be fine and all that talking because it was my first cup final. And he's been through it before. He understands how how things work. And uh, guy was a legend, man. I imagine.
1: Um... The celebrations that night after winning the uh, winning the Scottish Cup and sealing the double must have been quite special.
0: It was amazing. We um, we went back to obviously back to Celtic Park, um, lot of fans and everything there. Probably we moving out the, out the bus and just chatting with everybody. It was just, uh, we were just happy. Beers were going flowing, but then we went back to uh, a party. Tommy's house. can you even tell you what time they finished up. Um, it. the usual up singing and all that. It was a magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what what what
1: a, what a day and night? <laughs> yeah, super. Man. But uh, I'm I'm surprised you've got any memory of it at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
0: thinking. I'm trying to think
1: um, was it, yeah, it was good it's yeah. good. Um. Well, well, Obviously, the centenary season so special, and it's such a wonderful achievement. The following season, of course, um, we reached the Scottish Cup final again so in 89 and of course it's another Scottish Cup win for 70. Different different sort of circumstances of course because we're up against that season a very strong Rangers side who that day in the Scottish Cup final could have of course sealed, sealed a domestic treble but a goal from Joe Miller prevents that from happening and we win the Scottish Cup it was a different sort of pressure I imagine going into that Cup final than
0: it had been the, the previous season yeah, I think so. I mean, the we obviously you know we had we had to win something, right? We had to win something for that season. Um, and I think that in terms of the day, it wasn't the best game. Um, but we, we dug in. You know, we dug in for it. Mean in the back, Chris um, and Rogie. We, we dug in at the back there. And Joe gets I still laughing. Actually, see the Joe goal when Roy takes a throw in, Joe scores and. I just, I just I see him running running to the rangers and I'm thinking, was he going? And then Graham just kind of rugby <laughs> tackles him down. I don't know if you can remember he just rugby <laughs> tackles him down and just moves him away. He's running back to the Rangers and him where going. He's obviously just so excited when he scored the goal, you know. Um, and that stopped Rangers doing the treble that year, that was significant as well for us. But uh, yeah, it wasn't really the best game, but you know, we we ground it out we ground it out that day, clean sheet, which I was happy because of the defender. Um, yeah, it was, it was Big Mick McCarthy was a different class for that day as well. Me and him kinda battled the way and they brought through Soonus on soon soon trying to thing and you know, all they they were big stars at the time big names and they were throwing everybody on trying to get us and they they couldn't break us down, which so was really proud of that day.
1: Yeah, and of course it's so significant uh, a trophy as well, because it'll be another uh, six years before the club won anything. So a big moment, a big day. But like you say, of course, we had the we had the character and the And the the resilience to deal with it. I always always think when I look back or look at you know footage or hear stories of the nineteen eighty nine Scottish Cup final, the thing that people always talk about is how warm it was that day. Because you look back, it was absolutely scorching by the looks of it.
0: Well, Hamden in the sun, isn't it? So it was. It was that day especially. I mean, it was boiling. but we, we we were well organised, well drilled. We'd been working on it all week. We were but how we were going to defend it. Um, I cleared one off the line, I think I did in the first half. or comes in, England, my Waters shot and went behind, and I cleared off yeah, off the line. Um, they had some chances, but we, we held in. We held in for their because they'd spent a lot more money than we had at that time.
1: Yeah, and of course you know it must have been wonderful just to, once again to have another winner's medal around your neck and obviously we've obviously have been speaking about you know that that couple of years from you breaking into the team and making a debut in 86 up until you know this moment that we're speaking about just now of course there's always going to be some low points in a sort of footballing season and a footballing journey but yeah. your story to that point there is just littered with so many so many wonderful iconic moments we're going to we're going to come on to a wee sort of um, feature that you and I have been speaking about in terms of picking uh, picking some players for a for a five-a-side team. But before we do that, I was looking earlier on, of course, you, you leave Celtic in 1992, and as we were speaking about, you know, you were very young even then leaving, leaving the club, which I think for a lot of people maybe would have been surprised to maybe pick up the paper or whatever and read that you were so young. Before you leave the club though of course you uh you scored at Ibrook's um and I, and I won each draw in 1990 uh lovely ball in from from John Collins, John Collins. And the, uh, yeah and a wonderful bedlam behind the behind the the goal at Ibrox what, what was that like just just tell me describe that
0: feeling ah oh, that was just the best. That was arguably the best feeling I've ever had in my life I mean you see, watch games over here when you're growing up and you watch the game and you see people scoring goals and all like that but to me I just remember John whipping the ball in and I was butch my my, my mark and, and I just managed to get a wee nick in front of him, hits the postings in, Chris Woods was in the goal and it's funny again you get up and there's some of your mates are there do you know what I mean and you're like <laughs> what's going on you know yeah. um, uh, was, uh, what a feeling that was um, and then they they. Uh, they equalise like on, one each, but just the score and that that
1: fixture at that end. Yeah, yeah. Magic. it's it's, uh, it's rovers stuff, isn't it? Like you know, aye, aye. score. Yeah. It's just fantastic. And like I say, it always always strikes me looking, you know, you know, I've probably been to so many games where it's been equally as, as mad and equal bedlam in the crowd, but. Just looking at the Celtic supporters that day, it looked like absolute chaos and carnage behind the goal when you found the net. That that noise must be something that's just uh, embedded in you forever.
0: I loved it. I just, I mean, just, just, uh, how do you say it? You never get a buzz like that. No, that's yeah. one of the uh, in your life. You know, I mean, it's just like it just, it just joined with a fantastic free kick in with his left foot and, and just timed it right and just everything just fell right in the right place, at the right time. You know, and you just—I just stood up like that. You know, just going there. <laughs> oh, it was so good. No magic, unbelievable. Uh, overall, we're
1: we're going to come towards the end of our sort of discussion here. But overall, how would you reflect on your time at Celtic? Uh,
0: overall, I think Matt, it was—I uh, well, well, didn't come through. Um, just a, a remarkable. When I think so we sort of just spoke about earlier, when I think back to do all that at such a young age, I think people when I left I didn't want to leave at the time and was 23. But my time at Celtic was terrific, done with everything. Well, didn't get a league cup, which I wanted. <laughs> um, didn't so lost in a final in 86, but didn't, didn't get a medal, but um, no, and the people I've met now that for me growing up so been in the too young. We used to go to supporters everywhere, especially since today we would go to supporters, dances in the ask other boys every week we driving driving up to Dundee and everywhere in Scotland to go to. Um and that, that was a big education for me. That's that's learned, That's meant a lot to me at the time. But now I look back at my life it means I can deal with older people are dealing with people. Do you know what I mean? Just it's, it's, so that, that I didn't realise that at the time. Meeting so different so many different people and different people, you know it supports clubs and it kind of makes you grow up. Um, yeah.
1: Great experience. Fantastic. And um, and obviously such wonderful memories um, as well from you there. But what we're going to do, we're going to round up. Basically what it is, we're here, um, along with some of the, the workmates, we're going to start getting back in amongst playing the five-a-sides again as the weather's getting a bit better and so on. So that made me think I'm going to ask Derek to pick his ultimate five-a-side team uh, from his time there playing playing for Celtic so I know it's been I know it's a difficult one for you you need to pick five people I know you've said you're not going to pick yourself uh, which is which no. is fair um, I'm so not picking myself I'm not picking granny right <laughs> because <laughs> he didn't <laughs> pick me <laughs> uh, fair well, listen, fair enough uh, fair enough
0: no uh, I've got it written down I just like I kept changing it uh, today so Packy Bonner and goals all day long yep. yeah Yeah. was Brilliant uh, goalkeeper. You see, we done with, with, with Republic Ireland. What he did with his, his country as well. Great servant to Celtic. Packy Bonner, goalkeeper at the back. Yep. I've got um, big Roy. I got and Roy's been over here a few back and forth few a couple of times, and I got on great with Roy. Ten years older than me, and he's still yep. loads of energy. Still fit, fit, fit man, very fit man, um, and. Just said say they did, but it stayed earlier how much he dra- drove the team, he was amazing. Yeah. Um we had him at the back, and so Packy Bonner goalkeeper at the back, Roy Keane, Danny McGrain, Danny the best right back ever. Um yeah. midfield, I I not even go pass Paul, can Paul the maestro, Paul McStay. And for me, Mcavenny came late in his career, well not late, it wasn't, it wasn't even quite thirty, but it was he was Macca was brilliant, he could head the ball, he could run for you, he closed, doing it, he he's backside off for the team, funny, great in the night out, what else can I say? <laughs> That's
1: brilliant, so just to recap, we've got Paddy Bonner on goals, yeah. big Roy Aitken, Danny McGrain uh, at the back, Paul McStay in the middle, and uh, Macaveni Frank Macaveni up top, I mean, yeah. that is, uh, I've got to be honest, I, I think that five-a-side team would give my five-a-side team a uh, going over, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. I mean, it must, you know, when you look back and think you played with some of these wonderful,
0: wonderful names, wonderful well, players. It's, Unbelievable experience. Um, just some great guys. Yeah, They're the great football players and just great people, you know, and still in yeah. touch with a lot of them, or most of the majority of them. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything.
1: Brilliant. Well, Derek, obviously, we're limited in terms of our uh, our time i wish we could keep chatting away because the stories are just they're fantastic and you know they, they never stories of that year i never fail to put a smile on at my face i'm i'm assuming it's the same for so many supporters and I'm sure our listeners will absolutely love you know hearing some of those yeah. uh, some of those wonderful stories so thanks very much for sharing that with us <laughs> so thanks to derek for joining me on the podcast today and thanks to you our listeners to keep up to date with all our latest episodes and to make sure that you never miss a thing be sure to like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts that's all from today's episode thank you very much and hail hail